Chapter 1 The harbor streets of Palantar glittered with electric lamps and lit house windows in the late night, a sign of the city's tremendous wealth. And good fortune for the several thousand who could afford to live floating off the shore of Placa del Fuego. Back on Placa del Fuego, the houses were crammed together and the streets tight and shielded against the sky. But here the houses stood tall on flat artificial ground, and the streets were broad and comfortable. Even though the entire city floated over the dark ocean on giant pylons and concrete pontoons, occasionally Kay could just faintly feel the roof of the house she stood on move with some hidden surge of the ocean underneath the town, like a soft rolling earthquake. A flare went up over the far side of Palantar, sputtering red and trailing smoke. By her side, Bakim, who she kept hulking around for protection and general intimidation, held up the phone she'd made him purchase. Unfamiliar with it, he studied the screen for a second in his large hands. His scarred, overly muscled forearms flexed as he tapped at it, until he managed to make the call. He murmured with it for a while, then pocketed it. He's coming, he reported. And? No sign of the dog yet, Bakim said, the tattoos on his face crinkling as he raised his eyebrows. Kay bit her lip. She'd pulled every chain she could, threatened many, and bribed more to make tonight come together. It would be a shame if the Doak didn't take the bait she'd worked so very hard to offer. It'll come, Kay said. Don't worry. That isn't what I'm worried about, Bakim said under his breath. She ignored that. She gave Bakim freedom she gave no other, because he was effective, dangerous, and easy to point in the right direction. Why spoil that by making him more sullen than he had to be? They stood on a rooftop balcony on the tallest building they could rent, and at a price that would make any normal Placa del Fuego resident gasp. But it would all be worth it, Kay thought. The vantage point let them look down into most of Palantar's streets, even at night. The vantage point let them look down into most of Palantar's streets, even at night. Kay had wanted to buy a set of night vision goggles, something that couldn't be used back on Placa del Fuego. But it turned out there was enough ambient light from streetlights and houses that a pair wouldn't be all that useful. There, Bakim said and pointed. A dark figure walked down a large paved street with the intent and purpose of an armored tank. Move closer to me, Kay ordered. Shoulder to shoulder, like we're a husband and wife watching our town late at night. Bakim did so awkwardly. You think there are many old men like me, with little girls like you for a wife in Palantar? He asked. These are rich people, she said. There's worse going on behind these walls than you care to imagine. Bakim stiffened. He stopped. He suspects something. The man they watched wore a long field coat that stopped just above his ankles. His long dreadlocks came down to his shoulders, and he walked with a slight limp. Kay believed that he was the most dangerous man she'd ever seen pass through Placa del Fuego, an outsider from the Zeno wealth, which made him very useful. A green flare sparkled. 
Then another popped up a quarter of a mile further inward, then a third. The phone buzzed and Bakim answered. It's here. The man in the coat had stopped, waiting for the meeting he'd been promised. A connection he was so personally sure of, but that didn't exist. Information that had tempted him out here, all of which had been manufactured by Kay's informants. Although the unfortunates who'd been informed the information was real, didn't know they were part of the elaborate, real-life chess game Kay was playing.